Hello and welcome to episode 31 of FGC Philosophy. My name is Xavier Napier. I'm the esports coordinator for Western Michigan University and esports performance coach for various players of different gaming genres. I've used my experiences to help myself and others level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by asking questions and challenging ourselves to be better every day, to grow, to be something new every day. I believe that the mindset that you have and the effort and energy that you put into something gets you to where you want to be. But it's really important to focus on a direction. So I tend to ask questions, I tend to have a conversation, I tend to think outside the box in order to optimize oneself and also others. Before we get into the main topic, which is Dragon Ball's patch and just our afterthoughts, uh, I just want to talk about a few updates real quick. First thing, as I've mentioned several times before, but life has gotten very busy for me and content has really slowed down, which I'm not very happy about. I'm not very excited about it. Uh, but there's a lot of things and a lot of successes that I've been having in different areas of my life. My career is farther than it's ever been and I'm happy with where it's going and I want to continue to grow that. I finally have a job that I love, which makes it weird making content because content was that one thing that nobody could take away when I always had jobs that I hated. So now that I finally have a job that I do enjoy and want to put more energy into, after the hours are done, I want to think about it. I can't help it because it's something that I think about all the time. That plus buying a new house and the responsibilities that come with that and also being a family member, a husband and a, a father, it's really important for me to focus on those things and those take higher priority than the content that I've been making. That said, FGC philosophy isn't going anywhere. It's just going to slow down until I can get back up to speed. I do have a co-host who you've seen a few times. Uh, Max, AKA Mega Max Star is my hopefully co-host. Um, hopefully I don't scare him away with uh, the amount of work that I put into some of this stuff or the things that I have to do in order to make quality content, which I don't feel like I've been doing, but having a co-host, hopefully the quality can start to rise up again now that I can't put as much time and energy into it right now. Hopefully he starts to make his own content. I've really been urging him to do his own content as well. So make sure you check out for updates on Mega Max Star on his YouTube channel. I think that if he has consistency, he's going to be making some great content that's going to continue to grow and grow. And I'm definitely going to be feeding him as much knowledge as I can whenever I can. But that said, from the situation of me basically being overwhelmed, I've, I've learned some things and I wanna share those thoughts with you. So the first thing is don't bite off more than you can chew. I get excited by a lot of ideas and a lot of cool things and I want to do all the things. Uh, and sometimes it's really important for me to just say no. And I urge you guys to do the same. Think about how much time you realistically have for something and how much energy and thought you can put into it and really ask objectively, not based off of motion, whether or not you really can do that. Now, I'm the person who believes that people can do whatever they want to do, but you can't really do anything if you're doing all the things. Hopefully that makes sense. The next thing that I learned was to get more organized. Uh, I've got a lot of moving pieces here just in my job itself. There's a lot of people that I'm talking to. I have marketing, operations, productions, the students, like there's a lot of moving pieces that go in the world of esports, let alone university esports, which is a whole new territory that I'm helping to map right now. So this is something that hasn't been done before. I love doing things that aren't technically discovered yet, but now I have the financial backing to be able to do that, to have this project. My point is that I have to learn to be organized. I have to learn to categorize and structure what I want to do, what I have done, what needs to get done from other people, let alone at home as well. There's a lot of responsibilities with being a parent and it's really hard to pull your weight, in my opinion, if you don't remember the things that you have to do. And there's so many things and there's so little sometimes that if you don't remember it or you don't have a reminder for it, which I tend to lean very heavily on reminders, 
FYI, uh, it doesn't get done. And when there's a baby involved, things have to get done. Uh, and I kind of like that feeling. I like that motivation because it, it bleeds into other areas of my life because that's been my whole philosophy. Something you learn in one area can be put into another area. And so as I'm getting this motivation to be a father, to do things because they need to get done because it involves someone else's well-being, not just their life, not just survival, but actually thriving. Am I, am I doing the bare minimum as a father or am I really feeding him physically and mentally with the right ideas, the right thoughts, the right foods? Am I putting thought into that? Or am I just keeping him alive, giving him food and keeping him kind of entertained with like TV and stuff like that? No judgment to people who watch a lot of TV with their kids. I do watch TV from time to time with my son, but I, I limit it. I limit how much I put into TV and games and I also make sure I'm limiting how much he gets to it because I don't want to deny it from him, but I also don't want it to be a huge part of his life, something that he's obsessed with that is a time killer. I love entertainment. I watch a lot of shows. I watch Netflix. I play games, clearly. But there's a time and a place. And it's important to be able to tell yourself, no, it's time to do this other thing because it's more important than what I want to do in the moment. And for me, that's really important. That's that's what people call discipline. So main point, the more organized I am, the more I can get done. And the last thing I kind of alluded to it already, which is plan better. A lot of the things that get done, get done because there's a plan. It's really important. I've watched a lot of speakers do this, but it's a skill that I have yet to really master. And it, it shows when you don't plan. So even though I'm doing it, I, I think I can do it better because there's things and expectations that I have that aren't getting met. And it has to do with the planning things, but planning is a reoccurring thing. So you have to just keep on planning, plan better next time, plan better next time, plan better next time. If you, if you do it sporadically, like if you're still doing things, like if you're making content and just kind of pumping it out, but not really putting any planning into it, then it won't get better. Your planning skills won't get better. And as a result, you can't envision things. That's like the visioning process when you're doing something. If you can't take time to make the vision before you actually just sit down and do it, certain people can do that. But if you're feeling stagnant with your growth, consider looking at your planning skills. So as I work on these things, my content quantity and quality are going to get better. I want to continue to improve my content because again, this is something that's still just my life's work. And a lot of this is dedicated purely to the FGC right now. Like anybody can watch this, even if you're not in the FGC, I've purposely tried to make the content like that, at least some portion of it. But there's other areas where it's obviously for the FGC. Like today's episode has been talking about patch notes and, and things of that nature, but they at least get a perspective from a couple of people. Anyway, I digress. The last thing is I've just been thinking about how grateful I am. Grateful to the people who check in on me on social media. Uh, make sure you guys do follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, The Philosopher. Um, I use Facebook as well. I use both of them. But if you ever want to reach out to me with questions or advice, please do so. I encourage people to reach out to me and talk to me. And I've had a lot of people checking in on me uh, during the downtimes of my content. And that, that really means a lot to me that I actually am impacting other people. Like that means so much to me. And I have i don't feel like I've properly articulated that. Like I did it in my 1000 subscribers video or something like that for YouTube. But it's really hard to articulate gratitude because it's such a deep emotion. Yeah, there's there's three things that I'm super grateful right now, and it's my job, my family, and the FGC that I'm growing here in Kalamazoo. Uh, the venue over at LFG in downtown Kalamazoo is really awesome, and it's growing, and I feel like I'm helping other people, so it's, it's really cool to see. So I'm gonna stop being touchy-feely and get right into this stuff. If you weren't listening, if you weren't ready for this kind of content, I am sorry. Uh, didn't mean to blindside you with emotions or feels, but uh, I think it was important for me to talk about this stuff. So obviously I should put a time skip in the notes in case you want to go back and listen to this. Uh, that way you know when the actual content starts. But I kind of had to get this off my chest. So that said, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. And let's get right into the show.
have you played the game since the patch 1.15 has come out? And then what are your first impressions of it? I've played the game almost every day. Um, I spend usually about an hour, two hours every day, just either playing the game or practicing combos that I need to. Um, So far, my thoughts are very positive. I love what the devs have done. I think it's something devs should do more for not exactly buffing every weak character, but just huge quality of life changes for everyone in general. And I think that like definitely keeps the game from getting stale and it generates a lot of positivity in the community. Um, there are still some things that I still want changed, but I can definitely talk about that later. If you're on social media at all, like what impressions have you seen from other people? Like, you know, people that you talk to or people on online, other, uh, other professional players, stuff like that. Mostly, um, cause I follow the DBFC subreddit mostly. Um, a lot of people seem to be pretty happy about it. I haven't heard anybody really complain. So that's nice. Um, I haven't heard anything too much from uh, pro players other than one character in specific, Blue Goku. Um, There's a lot of talk about him specifically. So that's interesting. Um, My practice partner and I, Sir the Third, uh, we've messed around with a lot of characters and we're pretty happy. It's interesting because it seems to be the same for the most part for the professional players um i i tend to follow some of their social media and then like content that follows their social media i guess uh does commentary on their social media and i I find that they're kind of in the same boat and that's really interesting to me a lot of times when like not just in street fighter but just games in general i feel like when they do a big overhaul league of legends is a good example of this there's the loudest voices are usually the people who are the most pissed off it doesn't seem like this is the case at all and like this is the first time in a a fighting game that i've experienced like maybe this happened during a street fighter four time, but I don't remember hearing about it. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting how widely well received this patch has, uh, uh, has happened. And, and people are saying it's breathing fresh air into dragon ball fighters. I, um, I have also come from a long time of league. I think, I think I'm hitting like eight, nine years for league now. Um, so I have, I, I have a very good understanding on how like stuff works like that, but for league, I think it's um, a huge thing because it's a lot of numbers changed and it's a lot of like, I guess, like ratios that are hugely changed or even like huge uh, character overhauls with fighting games is a little different because if you change how a character is like it's huge, you can't really rework a fighting game character. You can change a little bit like you can add, but you definitely can't overhaul it character at all because it ruins a lot and i think what they did which was smart they didn't add any like bonus damage better frames um they might have actually i think they did change like um sell a little bit in terms of uh at least like i think it was a standing light or crouch yeah, light and bardock's kind of the same but, way, but it was uh two uh two one six or two one four um attack his um oh yeah yeah, um yeah um but overall i think like what's smart is they didn't really do any huge changes in terms of damage ratios frames or anything like that it was literally just how the characters work 
And I think that was smart. That was very smart. And I think that's what's important and why people like it way more than like league changes because league changes can be either way over the top or just really, really bad making nerfing a character just to the ground. Yeah. They, they do some complete overhauls on characters. Characters that I've played before, they'll just work completely different. Uh, but yeah, it's, and that on that note, I think that I'm curious to know what is so great about this patch that like other fighting games haven't done. And for my, like, I don't know how many other fighting games you've played, but for me, I've, I've played a good number of them. Um, semi, decently <laughs> uh, enough to understand how the game works at least fundamentally uh and i know dragon ball or street fighter 5 arcade edition had some big changes i know that street fighter 4 did it um usually so the only other time i've noticed something like this is kind of like when street fighter would introduce a new version of the same game almost because they had like a long time of you know street fighter 2 has like 10 different versions of the game and that's basically what happened this kind of thing happens in a new version of a game or or a new um, iteration of the game. So either Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, you get different changes, you know, but honestly, we know it's already like Street Fighter 2, um, Turbo Edition, uh, Black Blackboard Edition, um, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm interested, like no one's ever said that outright, but that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting because it's happened before, just not in this kind of way, not a free update that kind of breathes, breathes fresh air back into the game. Um, yeah, I, I get that entirely. Cause, um, I think if, if they added like different assists, it basically is like an ultimate Marvel change, like from Marvel three to ultimate Marvel. And that would have just shown like, Hey, you do not need to recreate a game to have people come back in and play the game buy more off. I think keeping the game the same throughout is smart. Um, and I think it kind of shows a little bit to Capcom that you don't need to resell the game to get people back into it. If you just change the base game itself without needing to resell and yes, it's free and that's what makes people like interested in it. I have um, a friend, um, a roommate actually that he played, he played Dragon Ball with me in the beginning when it came out. And after these patch changes, he owns the game and he's like, I'm actually interested in getting back in. He doesn't have to buy the game again to just get back into it. He bought the season one pass. So he has like all the characters minus two. So it, a lot of like players who have dropped the game from a while back, they can come back and have some new refreshing changes without having to buy new characters, buy the, another version of the game. It's, it's really refreshing having a, a change like that. In an age where a lot of video game developers are really exploiting the fact that they can sell uh, portions of the game via dlc it's really refreshing to see that there's a game developer in the fighting game industry that's actually doing this like making it free and saying hey yeah exactly what you said it doesn't have to be you know a new version of the game you know people who already have the game are more inclined to get back into it because it is free and rather than like oh a new version of the game they're kind of nickel and dime me like nah i'm not getting it that game more so than street fighter is going kind of the league of legends route where you know you you buy the characters the updates to the game potentially are going to stay in this version now there might eventually be a dragon ball fighters 2 a lot of people were thinking before this patch that that was going to be a thing i haven't really heard talks about you know dbfc 2 since then but that would be interesting to see if they wanted to keep this game the same and two years from now it was just way different and or, you know way updated we'll definitely have to see because 
with season two DLC now being a thing and uh, Kid Goku now rolling rolling up on April 20th. Um, it's it'll be interesting, by the way. Um, I think it'll be the if they are just releasing ba- uh, Kid Goku, um, it'll be the first time they just only release one character. But I doubt they're going to do that. I think there is one more character that's going to be released along with Kid Goku. Which was weird because um, most of the DLC characters were at least um, based on like a theme. So like Bardock Broly were movies, the movie characters and Zamasu Vegeta, Super, who was after that, uh, base Vegeta and base Goku. Weirdly enough, it came out the same exact uh, day that the episode aired for Super on dub, which is very interesting for some for Zamasu showing up. It, I thought that was Really interesting on purpose because then they can market towards people that actually just saw the episode. Yeah. Although Android 17 cooler, I guess, was the only one that I'm not sure what the theme was. So I guess that's the like one that's just not themed together. And then Jiren and Videl are not themed in the slightest. Maybe strongest fighter, weakest fighter. I don't know. (laughs) I, I doubt it's that. But but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that because I think I don't think they're probably changing anything major game wise like a dbfc2 um during season two i I think they'll probably do it once season two is done and i'm curious to know i think season two is going to be all year i think it's going to be an all-year thing and i think the last characters will probably come out like november december Mm. so from how we're getting the characters there at least there's at least like a two month to three month like interval right i wonder if the other character is going to be a gt character That'd be interesting. That's Kid Goku. No, the other the other GT character or the other characters. Oh, because you said there were, there were themes until like Cooler and true. Uh, if, if it was a GT character, the I can think of three characters in particular: either Baby Vegeta. <laughs> oh, you're gonna say that? Uh, Omega Shenron or Super Saiyan Four Goku. <laughs> well, I think Super Saiyan Four Goku is gonna be with Kid Goku. Um, oh, I think it's gonna be an install. Um, uh, possibly maybe Majub. Like that's the, that, that's probably the most like out of left field character. I would think, um, Majub, oh, Oob and like, Majin Buu. No, he's, um, he fused, he was Oob and then he fused with Majin Buu in the end of oh, GT. Oh, I never saw that episode. I yeah, it's weird. He, he became uh, Majub. I kind of regret that book. Um, he really didn't do much in the show. Maybe like Pan. That's a possibility too. Yeah. But uh, I'm. I also have an idea that it's either possibly going to be Master Roshi or Kefla. Maybe Master Roshi would be um, sick. Master Roshi would be sick, and I think work. it would fit with Kid Goku because it would be theme wise, right? If there's any choice, any chance for Master Roshi to be in the game, it would be right now. And if he's not, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Because Master Roshi, I thought he was going to be in the game the second it came out, or in at least in, like, the season you know one. Master Roshi and Kid Goku would build? It would be amazing. Yeah. Master Roshi has just such a wide array of, like, moves and other things that I think would be a very interesting character. He could be a huge gimmick character, and I would love to see that. <laughs> I'd love to see that so much. I have some custom um, dialogue against, like, Videl and uh, uh, Android 21. <laughs> Yamcha, Krillin. Yeah. I'd love that. That'd be, that'd be great. Um, 
But yeah, um, in terms of like season two or like DBFC two, I don't think they're just because I thought they were going to do it once season two was announced and maybe when the first characters were out. But seeing how big this patch is, I think it's to make up for time of them at least like making something new for the game. Yeah. Um, Which I think like just the two things I want the most if they were to make a DBFC two different assists and push block. That's all I want. Yeah. Or advancing guard. In, in Marvel, That's all I want. Uh, what, was it two? Marvel, no, no. Marvel Ultimate 3. Uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. You could pick different yeah. assists. Like you had three different assists. You could yeah. And that one's and that was awesome. Yeah, if, if they had like season three or or something, they should definitely like consider doing that. Ideally, I would like it how they would do it with Ultimate Marvel 3. Just like three assists. Or if they want to go like super mode, do like Skullgirl assists. Oh, now that would assists? be dope. But yeah, Dude. but that'd probably be broken. That'd so, be scary. It would be absolutely scary because there'd be a lot of characters that do like mix ups just with their abilities. That would probably be pretty broken, but it would make the game super interesting. Yeah, it would make it like so, super high level though and super niche, unfortunately. True, true. And yeah, Skullgirls has shown like custom assists are pretty broken. I think they 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 really want to go the competitive scene, like the the mainstream competitive scene. Skullgirls has a, a strong strong following. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, the numbers but that's like lie. super high competitive players. Yeah, and I think they they want to appeal to the casuals too. And I think <laughs> I know for a fact they're not going to do custom combos, but it would be very interesting if they did. Yeah. But or an option to do it, but like not have that be the main competitive version. You know, like uh, Omega mode, for example. Uh, in Street Fighter 4, Omega mode was like this wacky mode that was, you know, banned in tournaments, but it allowed people to do some crazy ass combos and stuff. Yeah, I like that idea, too. Omega mode was a very interesting thing for Ultra Street Fighter 4. I think there's definitely different kinds of hardcore fighting game fans. There are some who are like super hardcore, but never want to compete. Um, there are some that are like are combo artists and just love doing like the coolest stuff with it. So just giving them something to play with, even if it's non-competitive, I, I think is a, a better way to have a you know, I guess, quote unquote, replayability to your game for like non-competitive players. And they've shown that they want to do stuff like that because they have the raid boss battles. They have party mode. Like there's a lot of this game I haven't even tried yet. And I've I've been wanting to. Yeah, there's even like, you know, the tournaments and the custom tournaments that people make. Like, it's really cool. It's definitely within the grasp of them, like creating something very custom for people. Yeah. Okay, so let's start getting into the nitty gritty. What changes have been made, in your opinion, that are like the most important to talk about? Universal changes, for sure. The assist button change, the quick assist, is a huge change. The like, if you press forward and assist, uh, it'll do a quick change for assists. Mm-hmm. And I just remember hating that so much. And it's huge for everyone because if you press forward and assist, and you wanted to get assist, and you get a change. It, it can be really it, it can fuck you up. So yeah. you can change it now to down in assist if you want to do quick change or just turn it off entirely, which is amazing. I have it off entirely, but I'm actually thinking about changing it back to down in assist because now knowing it does take a while for your character to come back in when you're tagging. And then also it, a small change, uh, the shortcut, this, uh, the super dash shortcut for um IADs where you press forward and super dash you can do an IED um I think it's mostly a change for controller players pads because I don't have that issue at all playing on a stick 
Um, but I, I, yeah, me, me neither. I can see it being uh, different for a pad player because they press R2. And if you press forward and R2 at the same time, then like you get a, you get a quick dash, which is definitely not oh, what you want. Yeah. So I can get turning that off. I just have it off by default because it's like I don't want that accidentally happening to me at any point in time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think just for that, like those general changes are just huge within itself. Because they're huge uh, quality of life changes for everybody. That makes sense. Most of the other stuff in terms of general is... I don't think it's not much to talk about. Other than like you can Z change after auto combo. Which is fine. So now we can get into the fun stuff. Which is the characters. Uh, I know you talked a lot about... or You you were mentioning... Was it Super Saiyan Vegeta? Yeah. Um, The setup... For, you have to explain to me because I yeah I don't yeah know so um there is a tech that was found on the DBFC subreddit for Super Saiyan Vegeta uh, because there was a um property change with his airborne Big Bang attack where um you can well, after you land a normal combo if you do a tiger knee into Big Bang attack so he'll be aerial and you have to be in the corner at least very close to the corner. Um, if you hit that, then the character won't do a jumping uh, recovery. Instead, they'll just kind of like do a quick get up. But if you're mashing light as Vegeta, you will beat them out every time. So you're forcing them to un- like block or you'll you'll hit them because it stuffs. Um, they can't vanish. They can't reflect. They might be able to DP, but I doubt that. Um, and you can hit them in the air. You can set up fuzzies. It's very weird um, and interesting, but it's something that like within the small quality of life change, it was pretty insane. Um, it's a pretty huge change for Vegeta. I haven't gotten it down myself because it actually is kind of tight, but it's really cool. It's something like very niche. That's probably that might be huge for Vegeta or just might not be. It might be too niche to do it anyways. But it could give the idea of maybe having <laughs> Vegeta as like a, a start because you only need one bar to get a setup. Uh, yeah, and you can actually get two touch kills with it. So if you start a combo, go all the way to the corner, set up Big Bang Attack and you get another hit, um, you get reduced meter gain. But if you're already mm-hmm. at another meter, once you start that combo, they're dead. So... It's very interesting. Also on the topic of Super Saiyan Vegeta, he can get a Oki at any point in the screen if he hits Final Flash. So his Oki setup is a little different now, at least like for in the air. But for the most part, it's just like a kind of quality of life. If you do a Vanish combo, try to do max damage and it doesn't kill, you still get an Oki setup. So that's pretty neat. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I've been trying to learn Vegeta a good bit, and that it sounds kind of fun uh, messing with that a little bit. Uh, he's already a very strong character. I know he's not like uh, you know the best character on his own, but he is a, a very very strong character in my opinion. It's kind of interesting seeing uh, this change, and I wonder if there are going to be any players who do consider playing him on point because of that. So it's something that I'm going to look for, look look out for in the competitive scene if it's not already even happening. Yeah, a lot of people are running him mid now which is a very interesting thing because his assist is still very powerful, but a lot of characters mm-hmm. have shown a lot more um, power being anchors. So um, I like playing him mid a lot because he does have like a lot of really good block strings and support when he's played mid. He's a very honest character too. 
Yeah, I would say Super Saiyan Vegeta is a pretty honest character. Like his assist is not his honest. assist isn't honest. His main <laughs> his main set like character uh, setup though he's I feel like he's a pretty honest character. He's like he feels like the Doom Hidden Missiles um, character of this game. There's so many times I get caught trying to like get away from a character only to fall into his project. That's all. That's on me. I know, but it's still like so. Oh yeah, it, it's definitely one of the stronger assists. I would say it's probably like number two, right next to Wolfing Fist being number one. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good assist despite all of the nerfs that's happened to him. Like for the assist. Well, I guess keeping it out for him. What other characters? Do you think are important? So, um, I think a character to bring up because a lot of um, uh, pro players have talked about him. Um, Blue Goku, Goku Blue. So, a thing with uh, the Gokus, all three Gokus were changed, and they were changed for a very like they were changed for like really cool stuff. Blue Goku and Base Goku, the quality of life changed um, something with his light auto combo where you don't have to delay your crouching medium to get the follow-up it's a small quality of life change but it literally makes the character just so much better to play um in local and online a lot online especially if you're playing with like you know three four frame delay um so that Hmm. already just makes him a good character but they changed um how his uh ex um what is it? Dive kick. If you do his EX dive kick during a block string, he will switch sides, kind of like how Cell does. But you can cancel if you uh, hit assist with it. You can cancel it and either make it a fuzzy or you can um, just kind of like go into super dash. He has like all of these unique tools and all he needs is one bar to get going. Um, he has a lot of strong setups. They changed his level one so that it no matter what, he will always like go to the character wherever they are. So a lot of like really, really strong things for Goku Blue. And a lot of people are saying he's like, he's probably the best character now or close to just because of like how strong his block strings are. Cause they're, I think like probably the one of the most difficult block strings to block in general next to like adult Gohan, I would say. So and it's just because he can do EX dive kick and change like change sides. Mm, that kind of reminds yeah, me. Yeah, Videl's also a very like hard character to block in general too. Jeez, <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, yeah. But oh, she's great. Character. Okay, man. So that's gonna be crazy because I don't I don't remember seeing like Goku Blue too much. The only person I knew that played the uh, Goku Blue was a guy that had an all Goku yep. team. He was on the Crescent team. I can't remember his name right now though. He had a really cool situation in um, Combo Breaker last year where he, I think the first time I had ever seen this, like this was fairly new, um, he did the super in the air where it angled diagonally, then he tagged in the other Goku and like did it diagonally up and like the crowd went crazy because it just looked so sick. Yeah, and actually it's funny too because they can combo into Spirit Bomb together. (laughs) Yeah, both like Goku Blue by himself can combo into Spirit Bomb and so can Super Saiyan Goku. If you knock a character upwards, more than likely it'll just hit. And they actually buffed Spirit Bomb too. So that's easier to link into with some other abilities. Um, but yeah, the whole point of it is just like uh, you have to have a character that can combo into it or else it's just a useless level three. So you only run 
base Goku if you can do that setup. Otherwise, like just running base Goku by himself is not <laughs> it's not good. Not saying like base Goku isn't good, but you have to have a character that sets up for him. So oh, that makes um, sense. but there is a vast majority of uh, characters in the game, though, that can set up for him. It's either super jank or super easy. So uh, base Goku or I'm sorry, Super Saiyan Goku and Goku Blue actually are super easy setups. Um, there's some weird stuff like adult Gohan is a super jank setup. And then there is one combo for base Goku where he actually can, if he doesn't need level three, this, he doesn't need the level three spirit bomb charge, but he can, um, combo into spirit bomb by himself with the help of spark. It's a really cool combo that is very difficult to pull off, but it's, it's pretty hype. I'll have to check that out. Man. Okay. So let's talk about uh, Goku black. Cause that's one of the okay. characters that I play right now. Uh, I, I know that he got some, some buffs and some things changed. Like, um, the biggest thing I don't quite know how I'm going to use it yet is his projectile. Mm. Um, his, his, his key blast. Uh, it's, it's faster now if you hold it down, like the projectile moves faster, but I also think they increased the, or decreased the startup on it as the well. The biggest change for him for sure is actually just his dive kick how the recovery works and how far they uh, are knocked back. So you can actually like combo it easier in the corner and actually have combos start with dive kick or like um, on the ground do dive kick and it combos. There's some really interesting stuff with his uh, dive kick that a lot of people have been doing. Overall, I think like, yeah, the biggest changes definitely are just his uh, his key blast, which this fast one is super duper fast. So it's really nice that it does that. And then his dive kick, which has a lot better uh, utility usage. Um, I think it's faster too. Okay. Yeah. His medium has a faster startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just looking at that because I can probably instant air dash, do an assist and then go for that. And then if it hits, go into a combo. I wonder if it's, uh, I have to see if it's plus. I don't though. think it is. If you combo or if you have an assist, definitely. But that's for every move. I think a lot more people probably will be using his god kick or his dive kick in um, neutral because it beats out super dash. So and yeah, it combos. Oh, uh, yeah, it's always okay. it has always beat out super dash. But you're left. I know if you don't hit, you're left with like a decent amount of um, uh, negative frames. Recovery. Yeah, recovery frames. Yeah, it, it's never been worth even doing even attempting that for me because of that reason. Like I almost never do that in neutral because I know that if, if I, if I block it, I get blown up or if they block it, I get yeah. blown up. They also actually changed the damage of his two, one, four, uh, S his, uh, command grab Kamehameha. Um, yeah. increase the damage on that one. Yeah. Sure. No, the damage scaling for that was really bad. Like you did no damage, but now it's actually like a worth it kind of block string to go for the only reason i think one of the biggest reasons people didn't go for it was actually because you get so little off of it versus like everything else yeah no that's exactly why i never use it but it's a lot better now and i think they changed the damage scaling on it um yeah i feel like they increased the startup of it like in another patch at some point too they might have i don't think so but maybe that's just me yeah um Overall, I think it's going to be a move that a lot of people are going to be throwing out now because I think it is actually really good in block strings because it might just be better than straight up doing Dragon Rush in some instances because you still get a Kamameha. And I think it's just if it if let's say they miss the command grab, I think the Kamameha is uh, 
it's just a single hit instead of like a multi-hit one, but I'm not sure. I think it's still a multi-hit one. I think it's just like a regular projectile, beam projectile. It might be, but I think it actually has like a different... Uh, property? Dude. Yeah, different property. It's very possible. I'll have to test it out in the lab, get some of these ideas uh, worked on. Maybe we can elaborate on it in a future time. Um, what other characters did you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to talk about Trunks a little bit. So Trunks is a super unique character now, and he's really, really cool. His One of the biggest changes they did for him was his flips. So if you do a flip on the ground, you can actually cancel it into another flip in the air. That's huge, where you can do like some really like... <laughs> Uh, I guess like if, if you have your opponent, um, shoot, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, conditioned. If you have your opponent conditioned, he can, um, flip around and like, just leave you open. Um, but it also, because of that, they also made it, uh, that his, uh, flip doesn't take jump anymore. So it actually his, uh, if you do like his optimal combo in the corner, it's like way different than what it normally is. And actually, um, because of the flip, he can get a meterless sliding knockdown off vanish. Um, when before he actually didn't get a knockdown off vanish at all, unless he used, I think there are two assists in general, like TN assist and go tanks assist. I think it was either that or any pop-up assist. Because he needed a use of an assist to get a sliding knockdown without using meter. But now he can just do it by himself. Um, granted, it is a little difficult difficult to pull off, but it, it works really well and it gives him a little more utility. Um, also, one of the small things they did is they made his shining slash, his uh, 236. I think, I think all of them... Um, are plus on block now. So if your opponent blocks it, he can just keep doing like buttons. Yeah, every single one was buffed. So he beats out like everybody. So it's not a bad move to go for. And it actually makes him way better of an anchor character now because he actually has like a bunch of mix up tools. That's very interesting to go for. Um, I think Trunks will probably show up way more now as an anchor. Um, mm. And he'll probably be used a lot because he has a lot of really good utility. So that'd be exciting to see. Yeah, I love Trunks so much, but he's a very tough character to play. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me of uh, Robin from Injustice 2 a little bit. Mm. Like Robin played the same kind of style where he had a sword and he did like a lot of flip cancel type moves and yeah. like mixed you up and confused you with a lot of pressure. Uh, very, very reminiscent of that character, which is cool. I like that character. I never wanted to play him, but I loved watching fights with him. Like I think Hayate from, uh, he's an NRS player, played Robin a lot. Always fun to watch his gameplay. But yeah, who else, if anyone, do we oh, have to talk about? Nappa. So I think out of all characters in the patch, he is the most changed character easily. Everything about his character for the most part is like changed and for the better. Every single move that he does now is just better. And before he was very character reliant and you had to either 
mostly you had to run him point, but some people ran him mid. But even then, running him mid is a very dangerous thing because he has a hard time getting in. He has a hard time doing a lot of like just stuff in general uh, without the use of assists and like other characters to back him up. But they've made him a lot more of a character that can like do a lot more stuff by himself. I can just like kind of start with the changes. His Justice S, it's a two hit move and it beats all other like base projectiles. I think the only projectile it doesn't beat probably is Trunks, uh, Trunks S, um, his standing S. But I haven't tested that. Um, but I just know that because Trunks also beats all projectiles, like base projectiles. His um, 214S is now an actual move that you can do because it has super armor. And if you hit it uh, before, if you got the hit, it was just a hard knockdown and that was it. But now you get a uh, ground bounce that can get a follow up and you can do it during block strings. Now, if your opponent's like mashing and you can uh, you can just get a follow up after that. Um, he can now solo do his main combo with key blast into two H in the air. Um, and actually, if, if he gets that hit, he can follow it up again with another hit of just going back in because his 2H apparently gives a ground bounce. Um, so he can follow up even more. They changed his Cybermen, his EX Cybermen. If you press EX or do EX Cybermen and you press like any buttons, LMHS, they will do whatever button. I think in three, it's either three or four combinations. So a lot of... Mostly, I don't think like a lot of people use that, but there might see some like really useful things like the spit for the Cybermen are actually really good. They're like really weird because they're slow and they can like hit a lot of people and they can stay far back. So because if Cybermen takes one hit, they're out. So if they just they're just constantly spitting four times, they're going to get stuffed probably at one of the times in the corner, at least. Um, Which is actually like really cool that they did something like that. 236 LMH, you can now hold the button and he'll like wait. Kind of like how Bardock um, does with his two, is it 236 S? Yeah, it is. But the only issue is if you hold it down with Nappa, you don't have plus frames. That's the only thing. But if you do get the hit, it does do, I, I think it does a ground bounce. It's either that or it does a sliding knockdown. I think that's most of the changes in a, in a nutshell, but he has... Yeah, he's he's way different of a character and he's actually super cool. I, I love seeing a lot of people just post custom Nappa combos. He's easily the most character with like the swaggiest combos, without a doubt. It's just like <laughs> setting them up is so insane. But he at least has a really good um neutral game now and he can carry himself by himself a lot better. Oh, actually something that I, I do remember. His um 236S, um, you can now control if it goes far or close, depending on if you hold the button down, which is actually really nice because mm-hmm. before it was kind of like in the middle far. So there's no point in using the move in a block string or I guess just in general because it was such a specific like spot. But now you can either choose it to go close or far and just go off of that. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love seeing the changes. Uh, Trunks, not Trunks, but uh, Yamcha is another character that had a few small changes here and there that I'm excited for. But that kind of gets me, that got me thinking about the question of like, how do you, 
like if you're if you're into this game or you're getting re-familiar with this game or like you're trying to get better at this game and maybe you haven't done your homework yet like how what is this update mean in regards to like how you have to change your training that's a great question i think in general for people who play dragon ball i always just lab just in general um doesn't matter if it's my main characters or characters that i'm like interested in what they do one of the things i think people should just work on in general is practicing um just improve everything just practice like literally everything it doesn't matter like I I'll have to check how many hours I have on practice, but it's a lot. It's a lot. I have way more time practice than actually probably playing the game, to be completely honest. And I think that's a lot for like literally everybody when it comes to fighting games, Street Fighter, um, Mortal Kombat, even Smash. Actually, probably not Smash. Smash training is a little different. Um, just constantly like practicing. So I think if you're a returning player or a player who's already been playing for a while, load up practice, look at the patch notes for your main team and go over each change just so you understand exactly what was changed instead of just reading it and then just like, yeah, I think I know what that means. Like just go over each thing one at a time and work on whatever those changes are and see what you can do with that, like that information that's given to you. Um, because there's no way to just like, if you're just looking at Napa changes, you would have no idea what it means at all. You know, like his changes are so huge that like, if you just refuse to practice, like you're losing out on so much, like really interesting, cool things that he can do now. And even when I practiced him, I actually didn't even know about the Cybermen changes for his EX. I thought it was just like you do EX and it does like. Uh, a different move set or something, but um, I, I had to look at, I, I just like randomly came across like how his EX Cybermen works. So just look up stuff for your team, see what people are doing with it. Just learn for yourself in general, try and find videos for your characters, at least like B and B's or pop, probably just watch tournament footage. Um, I would say like the best tournament footage, for me, would probably just be Team Spooky. They they upload really nice tournament footage with very high quality players playing all the time. I think that would probably be something to look out for. Kind of to go on along with that is uh, find a way to put it into context, especially since a lot of people who don't uh, people the people who write the patch notes don't always do a great job of explaining what the heck it even does. Uh, so uh, I've noticed for myself, it's been important to put it into context. Like, what does it matter in a grand scheme of things? Sometimes you have to go into the lab or sometimes you have to watch a video or however you learn. And I think for me, a lot of it is just putting the character, pulling, putting the character into the training room, pulling up the, the, the patch notes and just looking at what the changes might be. Uh, that's what I found is the most effective for me. Sometimes watching videos, like I understand it, but I... I don't remember it because I'm not actually doing it. And then it just becomes something that I watched and forgot. Uh, so rather I find actually making it tangible, uh, doing something with those notes, remembering it really helps me to internalize and, and understand the changes in the grand scheme of, of the game. Before we head out, can you let the people know like if you, what you have going on content wise and then where they can find you? 
So I'm currently uploading every now and then very slowly, but I'm working on just improving my content in general. Um, I'm uploading uh, basic knowledge for every character um, in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, where it comes to bread and butters, vanish combos, level three Yokis. These are 30, 30 second videos maximum that go over my notations, what you need to do, how you need to uh, just do moves. I don't talk through the videos at all. It's just, it shows you and then that's it. Um, and I want to help beginner. It's mostly to help out beginners and um, even some veterans who don't actually know some of the key things for characters. Um, the YouTube that I'm uploading to is youtube.com slash megamaxstar. Um, please sub to me there and hopefully I can get some more content rolling out for your favorite characters and teams. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to FGC Philosophy. Again, I really appreciate you guys being patient with me, waiting for the content to come out and being so supportive. It's been very busy and I am doing a lot of planning and hoping to have some higher quality content coming out here soon, talking about some more topics that I've really been wanting to talk about, but not really knowing how to talk about. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one. Perfect.